Welcome to this episode of Lifestyle Matters. I'm Savina Nithyanandan, joined by Amanda Smythe from Brisbane once again. Hi, Amanda. How are you? Hi, Savina. I'm very well. Thank you. Thanks for having me back. You're welcome. It was really good chatting with you the last time. And I thought this episode, we might talk a little bit more about um, the Modi Mediterranean diet um, that you were alluding to in the last um, um, conversation. So I guess we often have heard about what the about the Mediterranean diet and that some, you know, lots of people follow it to help them help improve their cholesterol levels, to reduce the cardiovascular disease burden, um, to reduce um, inflammation throughout their body, improve their arthritis, so for a variety of medical reasons. Um, And we know that those Mediterranean diets usually sort of are predominantly high on on our diet, high on um, whole grains and uh, boofers and poofers being monounsaturated fats and polyunsaturated fats. So basically a whole lot of olive oil intake and um, healthy nuts to get their um, um, fatty acids from. Could you take us through what the modern Mediterranean diet is, Amanda? I'd love to. So the Modi Mediterranean diet is the diet that was used in the SMILES trial, which was the first randomised control trial that was done to explore the question, if I change my food, can I improve my mood? And the, the Modi Med diet is really a modification of the classic Mediterranean diet that, as you mentioned, we know quite well and we've used for treatment in lots of different uh, disease for its anti-inflammatory um, benefits. And what I guess the main difference is with this Modi Mediterranean diet is that when we look at mental health, the research was showing that red meat was actually an important inclusion, mainly for menstruating females. There's this um, association that can be seen between um, mental health and whether or not we are eating red meat. So that was important to include. So that's probably the main difference that you would notice when you're comparing the Modi Mediterranean diet to the traditional Mediterranean diet. So it's just been modified to um, suit the Australian way of eating. Um, but as you mentioned, you know, it includes all of those food groups um, that we that we know very well. So whole grains form the foundation of the diet. Um, it's important that we're eating six serves of veggies and three serves of fruit. Um, it encourages you to eat nuts daily is a really important one. And that's for the um, those um, muffers and puffers that we get from nuts as well as the dietary fibre. And we also encourage that you're having 60 mils of olive oil a day of that beautiful extra virgin olive oil. And, you know, again, fats is one of those things that's been demonised and people don't know whether they should be eating it or they shouldn't. But the Mediterranean diet is really rich in olive oil. And so 60 mils a day can seem quite a lot. But the good news is it makes everything taste so much better, you know, if you can add it to that your salads and your true. veggies and, you know, it's um it's a really nice way to um, add flavour and texture to your food. So yeah. lots of olive oil. Um, and then we're also and asking I think what the recommendation is, 
Sorry, and I found the rec- the recommendation on the modern Mediterranean diet was to have, as you said, um, to have at least it's a relatively high fat diet um, where you're getting it from your mufas and poofas, and the recommendation is that it's about it attributes about forty percent of your energy intake, and fifty percent of them is actually from your olive oil intake, um, which is actually quite a lot. Um, so sixty mils makes sense because <laughs> that is quite a lot yeah. of olive oil uh, to consume. It is. Um, it is. Yeah, but as you pointed out, it's actually, you know, it tastes good. So, you know, you can add it in so many different ways. Yeah, absolutely. You can even add it to your baked goods, which is amazing. Yes, and that's one of the things that we really encourage in mood food as well is that, you know, we're not saying don't ever eat these sweet foods. They're delicious and they're great to include, but if we can make them ourselves, then we control what we're putting in there and we can make sure that um, we're not putting in huge amounts of sugar and we're choosing healthy fats and things like pureeing um, pears or apples or bananas to add sweetness as well as fibre to to those home-baked goods is a really important and easy way just to get more nutrition in the things that we're eating. And I think that's a great way to add fiber to our diet because I think most Australians, we don't actually eat very much fiber in our diet. Um, I think we consume less than half of what the recommendation is. We're meant to be consuming anywhere between 40 to 50 grams of fiber a day. And, you know, we'd be hard pressed to even just consume about 20 grams or 25 grams a day. So, you know, if you can make bake something which is rich in, you know, it's got the sugary goodness in the forms of fruits, has your olive oil in it. I think we're winning really, isn't it? <laughs> Absolutely. One of our um, <laughs> other tips there too is you can buy um, LSA, which is linseed, sunflower mm. seeds and almonds ground down into a powder. And that's something else that you can easily add and you know, kids don't know what's in there. It doesn't have a, a very um, strong flavour, but it's just adding so much nutrition into what you're actually eating. Yep, I'm guilty of that. I make uh, pancakes for my son or I make a French toast for him and I add these all these different grains or chia seeds and stuff into whatever I'm making yeah, for him. Beautiful. He doesn't know it's there because it's got everything else inside it. So it's like, yep, here you go. Here's your omega-3. <laughs> Take it. And that's exactly um, it. You know, if that's your normal and you can include those things into your normal everyday eating, then you're getting those incidental amounts of fibre um, that makes such a big difference. Yeah. Um, the other thing you pointed before we carry on with what uh, what uh, further into the modern Mediterranean diet, um, you pointed out about iron intake. And look, as a GP, iron deficiency is such a common thing that you see in your practice, especially in your female patients, female menstruating patients, as you pointed out. Um, and I guess, uh, you know, it's, it's a, it's, it's interesting. Like, you know, once I started, you know, discovering more about the modern Mediterranean diet is when I discovered the whole implication of having too little or to, obviously we knew about the very high levels of our red meat has adverse health out, um, health outcomes, maybe for mental health, cardiovascular disease, um, diabetes and things. But I find it really interesting um, that low consumption of iron, uh, red meat can also have adverse mental health outcomes. Um, would you be able to shed some light on that at all, Amanda? Well, I think, again, if we think about how we're used to eating red meat is probably um, has something to do with it. So, you know, if we imagine those huge T-bone steaks that have, you know, the, the, the fat around the outside and if that's the way that we're used to eating red meat in, you know, large amounts that are high in that saturated fat, then it's going to be problematic. But when we um, talk about 
small portions of the really um, lean red meat, then we're not getting that anti-inflammatory effect, effect from the saturated fats um, and we're getting the benefit of the iron. Um, so for, for females who you know, are menstruating, that iron intake is really important and our red meat eaten in those small portions is, is a great way to get it. And I guess it's also really hard to, I mean, you can definitely get iron from eating your, your vegetables, the right amounts, but you do have to eat quite a bit of it to actually get the same amount of iron you would get from red meat. So I guess that's the other thing. If you're not getting enough from just eating your vegetables and you're feeling really tired because you're iron deficient, that will also have an impact on your mental health. If you're feeling tired all the time, you just feel so slow and sluggish and feeling you feel really pretty low in yourself. So... I guess it's just that having that little bit just to push things up a little bit um, for your iron intake is what I guess the whole idea is, isn't it? Absolutely. That's right. And if you are eating a vegetarian yeah. diet, then it is really important that you also include those lentils and legumes. You know, again, um, as Australians, they're not things that we commonly eat and we're not confident in how to cook them. So that's another area of the Modi Mediterranean diet that we do go through to show you that it can actually be really easy to use those um, lentils and chickpeas and red kidney beans in your cooking, um, but you just need to know a, a few ways how. Um, one of our favourite ways to use the tinned brown lentils, which cost less, less than a dollar a tin and don't require any cooking, is to make like a vegetarian bolognese with that. So, you know, frying up your garlic and your onion tomatoes and grating some carrot and zucchini in there and then just adding that tin of lentils, brown tinned lentils, is a really um, quick and easy vegetarian meal that is going to give you that um, th that iron if you are um, not eating red meat. Yeah, and I guess I'm not going to, well, given that you're a dietitian, my other question for you is what are your thoughts in eating vegetables from a tin? <laughs> um, there are so many different ways that we can get our veggies and we have to be careful with the tinned veggies that they um, don't have lots of salt added to them. But generally, if it's a question between eating the veggies or not, then, you know, we want you to eat them. So um, fresh veggies, frozen veggies, tin veggies, however you can get them, you know, <laughs> mix it up, do, do what suits your lifestyle um, and try to eat as many as you can. So different colours is really important um, and different styles of cooking and ways of including them just makes it a bit more interesting and exciting. You know, veggies should not be boring. There are so many things that we can do with them and so many different ways that we can cook them. And um, if you're prepared to experiment a little bit and um, make a few mistakes, then you'll probably end up loving veggies um, as much as anyone. Yeah, so the rainbow colour sort of thing, you know, having all your absolutely beautiful um, and again, yeah. and again, you know, there's lots of little things you can do um, to get more veggies into your food. Um, it doesn't have to be a plain a, a, a plate, you know, with three piles of broccoli, carrots and beans, you know, that we classically see. Um, I don't like eating my veggies like that either. So it's just about getting creative and we really try to give you lots of ideas on mood food, um, how you can do that, whether it's um, roasting, barbecuing, stir frying. Um, we even put frozen peas in our smoothies, um, which 
um, the police especially, we always do that, um, make them and um, get them to try it and they can't taste the peas. So, you know, there's lots of little tips and tricks to getting more veggies in your day. Yeah, my personal trick is um, kale, adding kale and banana, and I find the banana tends to overpower the taste of the kale when you've got enough yeah. or putting a bit of dates in there. <laughs> Get your kale, your yep, iron. Beautiful. Um, exactly. Yeah. can really pack your smoothies so, full of um, lots of good things. Exactly right. So um, I guess let's going going back to one of the things you mentioned earlier, um, the SMILE trial. Um, so the SMILE trial, so it, what, what does it stand for and what could you just take us through that a little bit about? Um, so the SMILES trial, as I mentioned earlier, was the first randomised control trial, which is our highest level of evidence, that set out to answer the question, if I improve my food, can I improve my mood? And for this study, they recruited 67 people who had moderate to severe depression and they split them into two groups. And one group received um, dietary support from a dietitian and they met with that dietitian weekly and they followed that Modi Mediterranean diet. And the other group received social support, which we know is an effective form of, um, of, of treatment for depression, and that was the control group. So over the 12 weeks, the um, social support group met with their, um, with their psychologist and actually it wasn't a psychologist, sorry, it was a social worker. And um, after the 12 weeks, what they found was that the group who followed the modern Mediterranean diet and had those weekly sessions with the dietitian, 33% of them had gone into complete remission from their depression, meaning they were no longer depressed. And that was compared to 8% in the control group who had gone into remission for their depression. So there was this really significant difference showing that diet had been um, an effective treatment for depression. That's pretty amazing, though, if you think about it, like, you know, how diet can actually have such an impact. I mean, you, you've you personally experienced it, as you mentioned before, um, and it's just impressive what you – you are what you eat, isn't it, Amanda? Um, maybe Absolutely. Mentally you know, or it's physically. An, it's, yeah, it's really yeah, that age-old saying, like you said, you are what you eat, and we've known for a long time that what we eat affects our physical health, and we're now seeing – how much it impacts our mental health as well. Um, and the science yeah. around that yeah. is fascinating and it's still developing too. You know, we don't understand all the mechanisms and pathways um, with, with that process, um, but we are starting to understand a lot more about our gut microbiome um, and how that influences our, our brain health. Yeah, um, this, this this diet actually reminds me of the Predimet um, study uh, where they were looking at the Mediterranean diet um, and the effects on cardiovascular disease. So pretty much, you know, the the benefits of the Predimet diet of the Mediterranean diet on now cardiovascular events. Similar sort of uh, results have been documented by the science of it with the Smiles trial. Would I be right to say that? Yes, absolutely. Um, and I think the information that was gained from the pretty med diet was used to help the smiles trial as well 
Um, and the, yeah. the results from the SMILES trial have since been replicated as well, which is exciting. So, you know, now we sort of have this real gap between what the evidence and the research is showing and what's actually happening in clinical practice. And so what we really hope with Mood Food is that we can start to educate and empower people to understand that the research is there um, to show that diet and other lifestyle factors are, are really um, important when we're treating mental health and should be the foundation of what we're, of what we're doing when we're um, trying to improve our mental health. Yeah, and I mean, as you pointed out, this was a randomised trial. There was a randomised controlled trial, so that's really pretty impressive that there was a study to show that documented this evidence. Um, and the other thing is, you know, it's not just necessarily just mental health. I mean, I know we're talking about mental health, mood, food and everything, but it is also having other beneficial effects on your physical health, um, reducing your cardiovascular risk, stroke, disease, um, obesity, diabetes. So it's really an overall sort of uh, improvement in your well-being um, just by having a better diet. Absolutely. And, you know, there's no negative effects to changing your diet. And I guess the other exciting thing about the SMILES trial was that they did an economic evaluation of the diet as well and showed that it's actually cheaper than the average Australian diet and that individuals also saved money because they lost less time out of their job roles and they spent less money on visiting healthcare professionals as well. So, you know, there's all these positives to um, yeah. to come out of really looking at changing your diet. And in the SMILES trial, if people were already using medication, they did stay on that medication. So we're not saying that you should use diet instead of medication, but um, it can be used in combination with medication or preferably your starting point. Mm. Yeah, uh, I guess what I wanted to point uh, add on what that is, um, you know, it, you mentioned economic point of view. I'm going to also say it would also reduce carbon footprint because you're leading a more sustainable life because if you're eating more plant-based foods, um, then you're reducing carbon emission and improving the footprint. So <laughs> it's sort of Absolutely. like you know, positive in and every way. The only downside I see with it is really gosh, now you've got to try to crack your head about how do you add all these good foods into your diet and figure out recipes and, you know, make it <laughs> part of your normal life. But what I realized is that the more often you do it, just like anything, it becomes easier. Um, and then it just becomes second nature. You just know what to chuck into the pan or into your pot to make this wholesome meal. That's exactly it. So if you can pick a time when you do have a bit more time and um, experiment in the kitchen and just pick something simple to start with and um, be open to trying new things. Um, you know, our little tins of lentils that I mentioned earlier, they're <laughs> such a saviour at home because they are so quick and easy. And, you know, one of my favourite uh, lunches to make is um, a tin of those brown tin lentils with some tuna, olives, cherry tomatoes, rocket some olive oil and balsamic, you know, it's literally ready in two to three minutes and it's such a nutritious and filling lunch. You're making me hungry, Amanda. 
<laughs> it's time to run. Good. Um, yeah. But I guess what you pointed out, was, I think it's a really important point. Um, you know, all we, we're talking about here is really predominantly about diet and most quite often it can be one of the first starting points, you know, in terms of mental health, dietary um, supplementation with counseling that can always be often a starting good starting point but obviously you know speak to your GP about it Um, if you know you do need medications have the medications don't you know say no to medications even if a health professional feels that you should I think it's a great it's not just one way to treat things it's a holistic way of treating conditions Um, and I think that's a very important point you made there absolutely and, you know, when we speak about lifestyle, um, we are also big advocates for the importance of sleep and exercise and social connection. You know, all of these things are important for our mental health. Um, but we all eat and we know that as a nation we're not eating well. Um, poor diet is the leading cause of early death in high and middle and, and um, sorry, in high and middle income countries. So we know that what we eat is having a big big impact on our health and we can do much better. Definitely. Great. Thanks so much for joining us today, Amanda. Once again, it was lovely chatting with you. Um, I look forward for you to join us in our next episode. Thank you. Thanks, Savina. That's all for today's show. Thanks for joining us. Till next time.